2: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score Nord Studios. TCL,
0: America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. I'm so sad that this, wow,
1: the button bar doesn't work over here. Do we know why? <laughs> this is just like, know. that's wh- weird. Blame collar. He doesn't use it. I know, mm. but just blame them anyway. Don't blame them, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you,
3: Rami. Because I want to play like I want to play the Spielman laugh on a repeat here. Didn't Teddy Bridgewater's leg snap the day Collar got the town? Yes, Things actually. Things just break around him.
0: It is true. It's the way it goes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Took it to another level, didn't <laughs> ya? I have great appreciation for that. Ordinarily, I'm the guy going,
0: taking it to another level. Thank you. Gentlemen, we got our first little taste of Vikings scheduling here. The preseason schedule has been announced. Mm-hmm. And I wait it includes, all year for
3: this. I wait all year for this.
0: Are you really excited for this uh, no. New Orleans Saints game in Week One of the preseason? Rekindling the rivalry? Not really. Okay. No. Where uh, is it? It's at New Orleans. Okay. Yep. All right. That's I'm good with that. Preseason Week Two, Seattle Seahawks at US Bank Stadium, prime time. That's the only game that has a set time and day. It's August 18th, and it's at 7 p.m. Central Time.
1: What's August 18th? Do we know what day of the week that is? So it's a Tuesday. Have- I have no idea. What? I, I have zero idea. Oh, you're pulling my leg. Okay, hold on a second. I'll find out.
0: Because that's uh, going
1: to mean that's clearly uh, so. That could either be like a Sunday night game or a Monday night game of some be. sort. Get the August. vaunted
0: Arizona Cardinals and maybe Kyler Murray in preseason week three at US Bank Stadium, another home game, August 18th. And it's then a Sunday the night. the Buffalo Bills in preseason week four on the road in
1: Buffalo on August 29th. I'm ecstatic about this. Do you know why? Because Buffalo is beautiful in August? No, I don't have to go. Okay. Uh, No, because we get, so by preseason games two and three being here, that that means we get the one preseason game that is somewhat like a regular season game week three. There is nothing worse than preseason game four because nobody cares. That's like all future XFL players. Or AAFL, AFL, whatever it used to be the alliance which like is now he's assigned a bunch of those guys too I'm very sad about that but anyway so week four because week four you can pay no attention week three you actually care a little bit what well, are you what happy. are you most looking forward to I I'm, I think I'm probably looking forward to uh, week five of the preseason where yeah. the preseason games no over, I'm worried. thank you <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say but <laughs> you know you what this much. means though this is a precursor we are we are weeks we are probably like a week and a half away from. The actual schedule being released? <laughs> things that actually matter? It happening. The actual they release of the schedule. I bet you we're going to get... It works again. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> hey, Rick, why don't you keep your thoughts to yourself?
2: You like that? You
1: like that? Feel <laughs> naked without the button bar. Rick, you? you're scaring me. <laughs> Now he's got his toy. He's not gonna be able to stop playing Hold with it.
2: I wanna mock mock. <laughs> <laughs> I want to mock mock. All right. I
0: want to mock. So the preseason schedule is out, and another mock draft, this the athletic.com. This is peak mock right here. This is aggressive mockage here. Yeah. Okay. We don't even fully understand the concept of this, but we're gonna dive in. We're going to dive in. This is from TheAthletic.com. It's our buddy, Arif Hassan. And Arif, uh, it's it's an article called Remocking the Mock Draft, a Vikings-only companion to our seven-rounder. I have no idea what any of this means. So The Athletic's Dame Brugler recently published an exhaustive seven-round mock draft, I think, of the whole league. I think this is, was a league-wide mock yes. draft. Yeah. All right. And I read that word for word. It's a good way to see how uh, how the draft could play out and what it means for the Vikings. We thought it'd be fun to take a look at his mock draft and repick the Vikings picks to fall more in line with their historical trends while still attempting to meet their needs in the draft. So what I can gather is Dane Brugler put together his sort of national scope seven round mock draft in a reef who follows the Vikings very closely is coming in and saying, all right, awesome. Going to tweak a few picks here and there based on who's available. Are you guys ready? I I guess. So we've remocked the mock. We're going to give you we're going to give you Dane's pick. And a reefs pick for every single round quickly. <laughs> can, we, can we
3: mock anymore after this? Because this seems like. I want to mock! Like maximum mock. mock. This seems like. Is this jumping the shark? I don't know if it's jumping the shark, but this certainly seems like we've reached the height of mocking, haven't we? Well, if this isn't peak mock, what would peak mock be? I don't know if I even want to see what peak mock would be if this is where we are right now and there's more to go. So
1: who do we trust here?
3: You mean between between Dane and Reef or like
1: just in general? Well, just in life in general. But, but let's like you go know, between and Dane and Arif, who let's do we go trust? Through. All right. So Dane
0: with the national perspective, Arif with the local perspective. Seven rounds. First round pick eighteen. Both have Jonah Williams from Alabama going to the Vikings, which has become the most popular and Consensus. common name attached to Absolutely. the Vikings at that number eighteen. Which thing. means he'll be off the board at eleven. Probably. And, yeah. Right. That, it, does it ever happen that way we when did. you get that far down the draft board that oh this is the trendy pick at twenty? Well, that guy's never available.
3: I did a uh, three mocks yesterday on uh, Purple Daily, and one of them, two of them had them taking Jonah Williams. The third one had the Packers taking Jonah Williams at number
0: 12. Hmm. Stealing him out from under the Minnesota Vikings. Interesting. Well, have fun uh, have fun getting frozen out by your quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> great leader. Such a great leader.
1: Great leader.
0: <laughs> Alright, round, round two. Pick number 50. Dane, with the national perspective, has defensive tackle Ohio State, Draymond Jones. Arif has defensive lineman from Boston College, Zach Allen. Okay,
1: going defensive. Where does Zach Allen play there?
0: defensive line. He could... I need it now. This he is 2019. I need this
1: broken down. He's one of the most polarizing is players a in the technique, draft. 3 nose tackle, a, a left and <laughs> a right? I mean, I, I can't have defensive line in 2019. Here, let me, let me read it. so 2017.
0: He's one of the most polarizing players in the draft with some evaluators putting him in the first round, others in the fourth round for the Vikings. Uh, the combination of athleticism and production. He had 10 and a half sacks, 10 pass deflections the last two years. Should immediately return Dividends. I'm guessing interior really don't have any idea, to be totally honest with you. They say he had a unique position on
3: the Boston College defense, made it difficult for him to put up true edge rusher numbers. But given his assignment, he was actually quite a productive mm-hmm. pass rusher with the second best pass rushing grade and best overall grade for an edge defender okay.
0: in the FBS in 2018. I, I'm going to add this. Thank you. I don't no think we I don't know if Collars brought this up on his show, but we are putting together. A plan for, for listeners and Twitter followers to send us their mock simulations if they want to do them on their own. If they want to go to like the mock simulator and the draft blasters, and we're going to award a prize. And I don't think this is official official yet, but we're going to award a prize to people who get the most picks right. Ooh. So, like, Randy and Cottage Grove has called in and attempted all was seven rounds I going if in Randy past. is going to be involved in this. And he's nailed the first-rounder before. Yes. But, like, if you if you nail the first-rounder and the fifth-rounder or something, yes. you're probably going to win. But it it would be amazing if somebody <laughs> nailed, like, the sixth-round pick. We're going to open up for a contest. Weren't we going to make a full podcast out of Randy's seven-round mock draft? Yeah, I think it was just going to be an hour of... Yeah. <laughs> he's probably it's still going your... from the last time he called
3: us.
2: <laughs> I want a mock! Mock! <laughs>
0: Round three, pick 81. The national perspective from the Athletic has the Vikings taking running back Iowa State, David Montgomery. Arif with the local perspective has wide receiver from My Notre Dame University, Miles Boykin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Fourth round, quarterback, national perspective, quarterback Auburn, Jarrett Stidham.
1: Yeah. Stidham. Yeah, it sounds but good. But they to me. just signed Sean Mannion. I want a mock. Never develop enough young arms, Rami. I'm going to fast forward here. <laughs> Thank you. To the seventh round. I feel good about this. <laughs> okay? This is a great executive decision.
0: Round seven, according to the uh, remock mock on the athletic, the Vikings take, according to Arif with the local perspective, offensive tackle from Virginia Tech, Yasua uh, Neiman. N- I, the, mark.
1: Like <laughs> I want a mock. Excuse me?
2: I want to.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, who I is know, that? again I don't know. You see, uh, <laughs> no, God, you naga okay.
0: naga not, not, not gonna, not play gonna here try. It. Let me uh,
1: something like that. Let me see if I can I'll give it. I'll
3: give it. I'll give it an attempt. I have a weird name, so I have a tendency with these weird names. Where are we at now? We're in. Uh, it's
0: Y O S U A H. Yosua. Okay, that N- sounds right. N I J M A N. I made the J silent there. I wasn't sure. N I J M A N.
3: Yeah, I would have made the J silent too.
0: Executive decision yeah. to make the J. What silent? position again? offensive tackle okay yeah all right Uh, now i love the conspiracy theory happening the last couple days especially today on purple daily that now that holton hill is suspended for four games Mm -hmm. it opens the door ever so so two things here it opens the door just logically for the vikings to draft a cornerback in the first round yes did you guys see what happened during purple daily today while matthew collar was discussing this exact subject No. no the vikings official twitter account with 1 million some followers sent out a tweet at Matthew collar breaks down the potential cornerback options for the Vikings in the first round with a link to a repurposed story from Vikings.com citing the interesting names that could be there as cornerbacks in the first round. Is this Mike Zimmer and company Hold on, I floating out some propaganda, testing the waters to see, all right, if we really pulled the trigger on another cornerback early in the draft, this, yeah. would you guys burn down the new practice facility
1: fans? Oh, <laughs> please tell us. I don't think they care. I think he might do it regardless. <laughs> the place can burn. He's not going to give a damn. Yeah. Link to the article and everything, huh? Hold on. I'm yeah, I'm on. just saying, like, it's it's the, the
0: line between – like front office and content for teams is very interesting in that you're just floating out names that could be out there. Or are you? It's one of is, two... Th- it's is one Rick of- Spielman saying, why don't you put a test balloon out there and just see if fans would revolt if we took another corner in Yeah, it's in one of two round? things.
3: It's either that. It's either gauge public opinion or it's put out misinformation for to throw other teams off the trail of, of what screen. we might do a Oh, teams action. would never do that right no never okay They're thank you totally on the up and up totally up that's front
1: that's right. very interesting that the Vikings did this I'm not quite sure I understand why but I like it
3: are we all uh are we all mocked out is that everything
1: as far as mocking <laughs> well, for goes? I think for today yeah. okay I don't think we is mocking the mock a good mock. idea what's that is mocking the mock a good idea like is taking on is taking your guy, your expert guy's mock draft and mocking that to re mock it, is this a sound sound mock stress decision? I don't know.
3: Not to me, be, just because I don't even understand what the hell is going on anymore. I do I really all due respect to Arif Hassan I I'll be remocks when in uh Milwaukee. For some people, they were big. Some other. But I mean, did you others, guys like
1: we're dedicated to them here at this station?
3: But we, I mean, somewhat tongue in cheek, right? Or am I missing whoa, 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 the,
0: the whoa, tone? Whoa, whoa, am I missing the tone? Of I am I'm, I'm gonna have to head out, Phil. I'm
1: sorry, guys. I What, do mean, mean, I mean, what does tongue
0: in cheek mean? You got bad. A canker sore. I, I,
1: <laughs> I've, de- I've dedicated seven years to this craft, and now for you to come in. I didn't know. In. I'm sorry. I didn't How know dare we were you, Rami. I didn't yeah, know thanks, we were gentlemen. taking this seriously. Do I
2: need to play the clip, Judd? I think you should play it. I think I should.
1: Okay. I'm going to come over
2: there. Where,
1: who,
3: where did you find this guy and make him a producer? I don't even understand how this happened. We found him on a soccer pitch.
1: He was eating grass, and we decided he looked yeah. like he would really be another job. And he was grazing. He was, he was just. I don't remember the last time I stepped on an athletic field. You played football. Yeah, that was 10 years ago. I
3: still, I still can't believe he was a wide receiver. That blows my mind, that Jonathan Again, Harrison was a wide years, receiver. 10 years,
1: 50 pounds ago. Still don't see it. I still don't see it. I got to be honest. There's I... there's Thielen, there's Harrison. Come on, can't you see the comparisons? Yeah, All those people who said same. Adam's not going to make it, they said the same thing about Jonathan. You know who he's right like? About that. He's like Williams Astadio.
3: People told him, you don't have the body to do this, and he said, you know what?
0: Yeah, when's your Instagram post
3: coming out? The hell he <laughs> It tells you? people
0: you thought... People, People have told, told you you can't be a producer, yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> including one of your hosts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, <laughs> while, while we're talking football and mocking Jonathan, um, did you guys see the new XFL rules that were put out today the the conversion rules no. that they're going to try? No. Can we? I actually like
0: it. Can we do this when we come back? Yeah. Okay.
3: Because I actually like it. I'm not. I don't think the XFL is going to work, but this might be one of those things that he's coming around. The NFL borrows from them when it goes when it goes under because it well, will go under.
0: There's also Collar and I were. I don't. I think it was off. Yeah, it had to have been off, mic, because I wasn't on Purple Daily today. But we were. So there's rules that the, that the XFL has, but there's also things I think they could steal from not only the WWE, but even HBO.
3: Mackie and Judd with Rami here on the All-News Score North on 1500. And I mentioned uh, before the break, the XFL gave us a sneak peek at some of the things they're going to do differently from the NFL, including their extra point system. And this was uh, Oliver Luck, the commissioner Mm. of the XFL and of the almighty Luck family, uh, explaining how things are going to go down. So they have a three-tiered system now. When it comes to extra points, teams can choose whether they go for one point from the two yard line, a two point try from the five yard line or a three point try from the 10 yard line. Wow. And luck says we literally have a nine point touchdown. We think that's valuable because teams that are historically down by, let's say, three scores. Well, guess what? If it's a 16 or a 17 point differential, you're really looking at a two score game. Theoretically,
0: he said, I love this. I like that. So they're getting rid of. It's so there's no extra points. I there are, there's no kickers. I should say it's involved. not
3: explained if the one point attempt is kicked or if it's if it's an offensive play that's run from the two yard line. Okay, so
0: well, a couple things. There's more rules to get to here, yeah. right? So we'll get to those. But yeah, just one. They they explain how they're going to do overtime, which I really like. the The AAF came in and there was a bunch of reasons why they dissembled in the middle of the season and uh, and dissolved. But you
3: Your
2: can't world just
0: champion come, Orlando Apollos, by the way. Or are they crowned? Fan duel crowned them. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they had the best Steve record. Berger, congratulations, <laughs> right? Of course. Yeah. But, like, you can't just come in and be diet NFL, right? You've got, because, like, the NFL dominates the offseason, anyways. So they, they've got all kinds of stuff to keep you interested. Right. And you're not you're not craving mediocre football games unless you're Judd, and Judd was glued to these games more than
1: uh, we were. the Alliance had some great quarterback play, you know that.
0: But if you can bring in some experimental things that are interesting and maybe that you could see being implemented in the NFL and you want to see what it looks like, that's what would pique my curiosity. So yeah. this is, rule number one is awesome. I like, I like it. it.
3: The other thing that he talked about was the XFL's overtime rules, which are currently being tested in the spring league. Luck said each team will have five opportunities to convert a two-point conversion in the overtime session. The defense would score one point with a turnover. 44 players will be on the field at the same time in the overtime session with both teams' offenses and defenses on opposite ends of the field. Luck explains it as saying soccer, which is the global game, hockey, which is the cold-weather global game, they've figured out how to do overtimes. They're compelling. Luck said the XFL wants games to have a three-hour time limit, and the overtime system could be completed in four to five minutes, ensuring that even games that go into overtime would end in three hours maximum. Wait, so, okay, so that's kind of confusing. So there's five two-point conversions. You get five attempts at a two-point conversion. If the defense forces a turnover, they get one point. If so, you convert the two-point conversion, you get two points. Do Does each team get five on offense? Yeah. So it's really ten? No, no, no. Both teams will get five attempts at a two-point conversion. Got and it. The, the, both offenses and both defenses will be on the field at the same time. At opposite ends of the field, I don't know if they're simultaneously... So are they simultaneously going? Is, is that what we're talking about, to know. get it done quickly? That's would what it, it reads like. How would announcers handle that?
1: Um, hmm,
3: split okay, you can, you can put up a split screen, but if you're an announcer... And there are literally two plays going on at the same
1: time. You wouldn't on the same field. You just You just wouldn't worry about it. Just bail and go watch. Jim Nance would be like, but what about my great tagline? (laughs) Well,
0: Jim. Wouldn't this have been a fun brainstorming meeting to be a part of? All right, everyone, throw out the most ridiculous ideas you can possibly think of. (laughs) No idea is too stupid for this whiteboard brainstorm session. (laughs) One guy was like, hear me out. <laughs> 44 guys on the field at the same time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we clone Jim Nance. <laughs> and Tony Romo. You gotta clone Tony Romo. You gotta clone Jim Nance.
3: I like all of it. I gotta be honest with you. I like all of it. Are those the only ones that have come out so far? Yeah, that's all they talked about in this article. The first person I thought of when I read the, the overtime rules was Judd, because this is essentially a
1: shootout. This yes. is the equivalent to a shootout in hockey, which I know you hate. I do hate that. So do you hate this? You know what? I would have to see it in, in action before I pass judgment. It sounds like a little bit much, but for this league, who cares? Like this is a good idea because it's going to get them attention and it might be cool. It's not if if the National Football League switches to it, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" But with these guys, see, go if, ahead and do it. If the NFL Check came up with things. If the NFL decided to scrap
0: their current overtime system for something that was completely out there and wacky, I wouldn't fault them at all. I don't know if I'd go with 44 players on the field and, like, a split screen and whatever they're Does planning the on doing here. Does the system bug you, though? See, it doesn't bug me. It doesn't bug I'm okay me, but it. it's not It's not good. It doesn't... It, something closer to what college has would be better in my mind. I don't mind. like that, though. But the 25-yard line's too close. I almost think... You should give each team like one possession from the forty on the edge of field goal range or something, or from the fifty, and do it that way, and get rid of the like the the clock in overtime. To me, is ridiculous. Like there, there shouldn't be ties, but you should have something that forces scoring because it's pretty rare that a college overtime game goes like five overtimes, right? I mean, it's like bang, 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 bang. bang, It's it's rare it happens, but so Kyler and I were talking about this off mic, and I want to bring it to the show here earlier today laugh at the WWE all you want, but Vince McMahon has, has built a multi-billion dollar net worth off of world wrestling entertainment. Mm -hmm. They do a wonderful job of promoting, of creating compelling storylines over the last 30 years, video packages and promotion. In fact, so WrestleMania was this eight hour extravaganza on Sunday and they do an amazing job of, if you're just jumping into this for the first time all year, and this is the one big wrestling event you're going to watch, they put together like, two-minute vignettes that tell the story of what's happening to get you excited for the next match.
3: Can I ask you something real quick about WrestleMania? Because I heard people talking about it being seven, eight hours. Is that the actual pay-per-view was yeah. seven or eight hours? Because well, they
0: have a pre-show wrestling show, don't they? Like, right. the, like two hours. the pre-show is two hours. The whole thing was about seven hours, I want to say. The pre-show was two hours, and then... The main show started at 6 and went past eleven for oh sure. It went God. to like 1130. Oh wow. It's pretty aggressive. It be a little yeah. much for me. Yeah. It's pretty aggressive. You you be you were ready saying? For it. I'm sorry. No, but I mean it's but you can here's what you can learn. The two-minute vignettes you were talking about. Yes. The WWE does an amazing job of telling stories and making you want to watch something that you might not know a lot about, but oh my God, if I watch these vignettes or if I see the buildup in the storylines, I'm in, right? I'm in. If they create conflict. HBO does a great job with hard knocks of telling similar stories and putting together shows, right? It should be less about the actual game on the field for the XFL because they're not going to get Tom Brady and they're not like they might get a washed up Adrian Peterson type or somebody, you know, maybe they get like Ocho Cinco or John something to Manziel. Play yeah. Who's but, not, no longer Johnny. Yeah.
1: I saw He's that. John right.
0: Manzel. He grew up. But you're never going to tune into the XFL to him. <laughs> and watch a game because the football is great. Right. You're gonna watch because they've got some interesting new rules that you'd want to see in action, and because they've done a great job telling stories and creating conflict and putting. Maybe they build a weekly documentary series like Hard Knocks to show you behind the scenes stuff. That's that what would, he tried t- to do tie
1: you in the first time, right? With with the names on the back, like he hate me. Kind of, I and mean, then that was, and then we're gonna go inside the cheerleaders' dressing that's, room. No, I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm
0: talking about here is. A player that needs to do this for a living because if he doesn't, um, he you know, so his family has no stories. money. Or, or here's a conversation behind the scenes between a coach and a player getting cut like you see on Hard Knocks, right? right. Just hook you in with that stuff that you don't get from the NFL because they don't let you behind the curtain on a regular basis outside of Hard Knocks. Yeah,
3: I, I, I mean, I don't know if he'd get me to watch the actual game on the weekend, but... I'm I'm a fan of all that. Would it be more likely to get you just, to
0: watch if it was that as opposed to hey, there's football on?
3: Would Would it get me to watch the game? You mean like does yeah. all, does all the lead up and the buildup and all this these this other programming that you're talking about does that get me to watch the game on on the weekend the actual football game itself? I I doubt it.
0: Okay,
3: I doubt it. If it's an interesting show, if it's as interesting as. I don't know, very Cavallari? I might watch the reality show, but not actually, <laughs> but not the actual game. Not actually give a damn about the football yeah. game. Yeah.
0: Apparently we had
1: uh, drunk Jay Cutler. I haven't seen the latest episode. <sighs> so good. Drunk Jay Cutler so made an good. appearance. So is Jay now just the star? He should be. Like, is this morphed into Jay's show? He should be.
3: Actually, Phil character? and I did a, What Are We Watching Today? It's a new uh, social media segment that we've put together, putting my addiction to television to good use. For the uh, the listener and the consumer of Score North content, and I said in that that I I Judd, I literally when I watched that show just fast forward to the Jay Cutler scenes.
1: So you really have got gotten That's, to the point now where she's a an actress in the show, but Jay's your guy. Yeah, Jay is the star. Like of this the should show be to me. the Jay Cutler because show.
3: outside and Kristen. I actually I like Kristen Cavallari. I don't know about you, Phil. The rest the re- like all her friends super annoying, and it's just a lot of Mean Girl type stuff, cat fighting, infighting. And I'm not saying that as a misogynist by any means. That's what the women on the show, that's how they describe it. I'm not into all that. But Jay Cutler is so highly entertaining. And this episode was titled The
1: One Where Jay Goes Cray. (laughs) So Kristen Cavallari. (laughs) that's That's from the Friends idea, right? I said The One Where Jay Goes Cray. I never Caval- use that phrase on the show. Though. Kristen Cavallari. I didn't make up the title. That's just a title. I don't care. She had a bunch of her
3: friends over from her hometown, which I think is somewhere in Illinois. I'm not even really quite oh, sure. Oh,
0: her hometown isn't in Laguna Beach, I, California? I don't think so. But she, she didn't have like LC and that so Steven guy over? They go they go bowling early in the day. It's like and it's,
3: so it's just all day drinking. And they get around to dinner time and Jay Cutler. Has not taken a break and it gets real, real interesting. Like you you get a taste of how he probably really feels about Kristen Cavallari and her friends. Okay. He starts talking about how money is spent in the house. Like it gets real awkward and uncomfortable,
0: and it is great television. So it's, he's he's probably banked a hundred and fifty plus million dollars in yeah. his career. Yeah. And she's, I'm guessing, I don't know if she's in that range, but she's probably made a decent amount of money in her, in in her life. But I've never heard of Uncommon James, this
3: company that she has. I never heard of it. No, I'm not. I'm not their target demo, per se. You're not shopping
1: for uh, skinny Nashville jeans? No, not usually. Are we he- headed towards a divorce here eventually, do you think? i give it a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> because then he could break, but I'm thinking then he could break away, break off, and yeah. certainly get his own show. Phil I mean, so I, a divorce might help you guys. Phil and I already
3: came up with the name of that show on What Are We Watching Today. Check it out. It's Gore North. It's Just Jay. The name of the show that Phil and I came up with
0: is Just Jay. You know, you brought oh. up, t- to tie in uh, the John Manziel thing with this. Uh-huh. I love athlete-driven reality shows because it just it gives you a glimpse. I love the Tom Brady thing that they put out on Facebook last time around because, like athletes, you find out how weird he really is. Yeah,
1: come here, son. The only
0: (laughs) the only glimpse you get of athletes now is at a podium and they're buttoned up for the most part and they're not saying anything. But when you get Jay Cutler on this show or Tom Brady on his show and all the like Travis Kelsey on that show, who are the next ones? That you'd want to see, because you just like you need more than what you see. You know that there's more there, but you you need more than what you see at a podium. Gronk comes to mind. Oh, like, I, I got my guy already. But Johnny Manziel would be probably number two on my Antonio list. Brown.
3: Okay, I want to see what Antonio Brown is doing in the day to day life because he has gone absolutely
1: nuts in the last year or so. Yeah. See, I I never would have previously during his playing career said Cutler because I just thought he was sort of a recalcitrant just sort of jerk well he, so this is interesting is. right That's right but but so it's great. interesting that it translates so <laughs> see, well into being good television and get,
3: but this is the same thing that happened when jay cutler played which is that you can read him however you want to read him phil sees it and thinks he's a jerk i see it and honestly jay cutler reminds me a lot of myself in some ways in that he's just indifferent to To everything that doesn't affect his life, like he just doesn't care, doesn't involve himself, and and doesn't give it the time of day or 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 the energy of a thought. Even
1: he just rolls his eyes and goes whatever, which makes him a terrible candidate to play quarterback. (laughs) Like that's like he should be a baseball player. Like he needs to know what the left tackle is supposed to be doing. and He's like no no. What I mean mean by that. What
3: I mean by that is that when he was a player, he didn't concern himself with all the all the 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 uh, the the uh, I don't know how to put it, like the made up stuff that we put on these guys like, yeah. oh, he's he's got to be a leader. Do, be this. do you he's feel be the pressure that. of this? Right. He's, like, he's just I like, no, I
1: just play football, make man. 20 million dollars. Right. So, he, so he strikes me as a guy that if if you were to give him an athletic endeavor in life, quarterback would be the worst thing possible. Like he should be uh, he should be a baseball player. Cause then you know what? It's just individual matchups, and who cares? Right. Actually, he would have been a wonderful baseball player. Like you played like third he base, been great right? In that
0: Red Sox clubhouse, where yes. they were eating chicken and drinking beer exactly. all the time. Exactly. Jay Cutler would have been perfect in that clubhouse. Do you know what his other sport
3: was in high school that he was really good at? Like, had scholarship offers. Can I guess? Go ahead.
1: Golf. Basketball. Okay. Jay Cutler can ball. Okay. Well, that that would have been better than football. Did
0: like he play f- basketball at Vanderbilt too, or did he just I play football? I don't think so. I think he just
3: played football. But hmm. I think he can still dunk. Like to this day, Jay Cutler is dunking on Jokers.
1: I'm telling you, Judd, watch the show. All but right, I'll have to catch. Watch it. it the way I watch it. Just fast forward to the Jay Cutler scenes. That's I, great. I didn't know till today that you actually that you. So you don't watch the show. You watch him when when I watch it. With,
3: when I watch it with my girlfriend, she wants to see some of the stuff. Like there are certain people on the show she is interested in, and other people she's not. So we can. Fast forward through some scenes. When I watch it just by myself, like I did this morning for show prep, um, I got through it in like 13 minutes. Like I was done with. I was. I started. I was done. Well it They was gave over. Jay
0: Cutler. So wait a second. And so this, this was, was a com- Jay Cutler heavy episode. Commercials probably take at least 20 minutes out of the, out of the hour. Mm-hmm. So we're talking 40 minutes of a Kristen Cavallari driven show, and Jay Cutler's getting a third of that. Yeah, good for Jay Cutler, man. Need more though.
1: But it sounds, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you want more. Jay I want more. I want. I want just Jay. And for her to sort of be pushed to the background.
0: Yeah. Which she will be. I'm in. Um, You know who needs a reality show? It's Patrick Roycey at some point. And we will talk with him, rap with Royce, when we come back. Right after we discuss Federated Mutual Insurance Company and some facts on speeding from the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration that might surprise you. Now, speeding was a contributing factor in accidents that killed more than 10,000 people on U.S. highways in 2016. That's 27% of traffic fatalities from that year and a 4% increase from the previous year. So we all are guilty from time to time about, you know, let's uh, let's crank this up. Got to get somewhere late for something. Oh, I can just go 10, 15 miles an hour over the speed limit. Well, even the best drivers aren't above the laws of physics. The faster you go, the greater the potential for loss of control over your vehicle, even on the perfect road in ideal conditions. So when you start to account for bad conditions and bad roads as we're used to here in Minnesota, it gets even riskier. When you keep your vehicle at the appropriate speed, you're doing your part to help everyone make it home safe today. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new score.
3: The inbound throw, looking for something. To the corner. Culver shot blocked by Key and we have overtime for the National Championship. You see the emotion on the faces of the Virginia players going to that pitch? Look Up ahead. Those. They've got key. Say
0: goodnight. And ducks it down. Eight points in front. Well, Pat, the uh the, the narrative, and I'm guilty of this going into the Final Four was what what a buzzkill. No Duke, no Zion, and a bunch of dud teams and Turned out to be uh, some some fun finishes and a nice uh, an awesome nice event in the Twin Cities again. What, what were your thoughts going back and looking at looking uh, at that? Yeah, I
2: like the basketball. You know, Michigan State's the only team that puked. The other three played good. Uh, you know, Auburn played as good as they can play and uh, probably should have won the game. And uh, Texas Tech, uh, you know, the big kid came out and played the first half. He couldn't play the second half much because uh, his ankle had tightened up. But they had to go small anyway to do something with that Virginia defense. But I think everybody should realize that Virginia's better. Duke did actually beat Virginia twice, but I think Virginia's a better club than Duke. Uh, Virginia's very good. Well, I, I'm really shocked that uh, Virginia is good as they are. They had the three best players on the court, uh, both games they played. And, uh, and yet they had 10 point leads in the middle of the second half and let them get away and uh, were on the ropes twice and had to come back and win. So, uh, but yeah, it was fun. That game last night was a lot of fun. Uh, but, uh, boy, uh, if I'm a Timberwolves fan, I'm sitting down praying that the, that the Timberwolves don't take this Calder, who's going to be a lottery pick. What a mutt he was last night. He was brutal. Not only did he go five and for 22 and take about six dumb shots when he wanted to be a hero, but he's the guy who left, uh, uh, the good the hunter in the corner. He was he was Garden Hunter and he went to double team a guy driving for the basket when you're three ahead in the final seconds. Instead of letting the guy shoot a layup, he leaves Hunter. Uh what a not that guy is. He was and they put him on the all tournament team it was a complete joke. He had a terrible tournament. And he was terrible yesterday. And uh he's probably the reason Texas Tech lost the game. But Virginia's good. They're good. There's no doubt about it.
1: Did you like the fact that replay uh, was used to get the call on the out of bounds correct? Because we had a lot of people complaining about the fact that that's the that's the basketball equivalent to the baseball pop up slide replay.
2: Well, I've done it. Uh, you know, they do that. Uh, it's, it's come to basketball now. That uh, what drives me even crazy. I don't mind them trying to find out if they have the right possession with a minute to go but uh what drives me crazy is when they call to see whether when they go over to look whether there's uh 3.2 seconds to go or 3.4 seconds to go Uh, that's what drives me nuts but yeah i you know once you saw it you knew they were going to give the ball to virginia but uh yeah yeah it, it, it is very close but those you know that the nba you see it Twice a night. Uh, I mean, you, you, you see it all the time now, so I, I guess I didn't think much of it. No, I I thought Virginia was going to get the ball when I saw it with the naked eye. I was sitting actually fairly close to that. I thought the kid had hit they hit it out of bounds himself.
3: The argument that people like Phil are making today is that that's not the spirit of replay, that that play has been... Has been... It's been played through hundreds and thousands of times over the course of the history of basketball, and it's always been the offense's ball because the defender knocked it out of the offensive player's hands. Is that how you look at it?
2: No, I just look at it like they're going to look on replay and never hit it last. They're going to give them the ball. I don't have any great... Great, deep theories on it. I wish we didn't do it, if they, if that's what the well, point is. Well, yeah, that's
3: that's what yes, Bill is I, essentially saying, that it's not but, the spirit but, of but, replay, but, so they shouldn't do it.
2: Well, but that's taken over sports. I mean, that's uh, if I had my way, we wouldn't have a replay. We'd let officials screw up. I think it's great. I think it's a great part of the game. But I uh, uh, certainly wouldn't have it as in baseball as much as we have it. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think you can say – well, it's okay to make a minute call in a football game, but it's not okay to make a minute thought call in a basketball game. So I don't know. Yeah, I just thought that uh, you know, if I was the Texas Tech coach, I wouldn't have let Culver get on a plane. I would have told him to go to New York and wait for the NBA draft because he uh, he he had a lot more to lose it, due to with losing that game than uh, than uh, any any official did. I actually thought. We had a couple, you know, we had the controversies at the end of the Auburn game, but I thought this was a tremendously well officiated uh, Final Four because they didn't take over the games. You know, they didn't make they didn't make forty five foul calls a game, and they let they let people play and bang around. and I thought Texas Tech could really get the short end of the stick because they're so physical. And they commit, uh, during the course of the season, quite a few more fouls than uh, Virginia. But those guys gave a, a fair shot last night, which kind of surprise me. Uh,
0: Pat, are we becoming a, a, a big event town here again in the Twin Cities with our new stadiums? And I think we've hit a home run as a city and as a Twin Cities area with the Super Bowl and with the Final Four the last couple of years. That's my thought.
2: Oh yeah, I think it's fantastic. I really I wish we would have put another two hundred million dollars of our money in it for Ziggy so he could make uh, two hundred million dollars here. I think it's just great. No, you yeah, oh, know, yeah, I mean it's well you know, we'll get another final form in eight years. They like us, I'm sure, and we pay all the bills. And now we got curtains, so we might as well uh now that we got the drapes, hell let's go for it. Let's get another one. You know, I was thinking they had to buy that scoreboard, you, you know, that gigantic scoreboard they had last, yesterday. Yeah, I thought we had to buy that, but that's the end, and that is the NCAAs. Okay. They bring it with them. What do you, what do you think the scoreboard? What do you think the storage costs are for that baby?
0: Yeah, that's what, you know what? So WrestleMania was uh, my event on Sunday night that I was glued to. They do the same thing. They bring this, like, stadium-long entrance board with them (laughs) in addition to the boards that you already have in your billion-dollar stadium. It's great.
2: I did did not uh, hear what happened. What was the big match? I did not, uh, because of the Final Four and stuff, I really didn't uh, get in on the... uh, I
0: hope we didn't bring Lesnar back again. Well, we did. We did. But uh, I think we kicked him back out. He, he wrestled in the first match and got beat for the Universal Championship by Seth Rollins. And then the main oh, okay. event for the first time in 35 years of WrestleMania history was an all-women's main event with Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair. And spoiler alert! I'm
2: betting Ronda. I'm betting they set it up so Ronda won, right? No, in fact, Ronda got Ronda got beat
0: in controversial fashion by Becky Lynch. Her shoulders came off the mat on the second count of three, but they kept those those crooked refs, Pat. Those okay. re- refereeing has been a problem in wrestling for a long time, and Pat and I, I have been all over this.
2: You, I was going to ask you now when we get to the WrestleMania, the biggest stage. Do we get improved officiating, or does it still stink?
0: Well, they definitely lean toward the all-star officials for WrestleMania.
2: <laughs> but again, you know, but you see, but they're no more they no better than Marty Miller
0: used to be. No, right? in fact, Brock right Brock Lesnar's Brock Lesnar's career in the WWE <laughs> may have came to an end because an official saw a butterfly and Seth Rollins gives him a low blow illegally. Pat, I mean, can't you pay attention?
2: <laughs> for yeah, God's sake! I don't sakes. get it. I think it's just been a terrible problem with wrestling since I was eight years old and went to my first match at the Minneapolis Auditorium, and those sneaky Japanese were hitting Ganya over the head with stuff, but nobody saw it. You know how they can fix this? We're not that far removed from World War II, and we're fighting (laughs) Japanese here. Let's pay attention. Come on. Let's go here. They might be up to something. How would they fix it? even Even back then, 1954, they weren't paying any attention.
3: They need instant know, replay. Oh, instant replay. Yeah. Instant replay in wrestling. That's what they need.
2: That would fix this but Robin, problem. That's not that's the right.
0: spirit of why replay was brought into <laughs> wrestling, okay?
2: <laughs> to and take out the, the low blows. Uh, did, you, did you see it? Did you see even Sid when he was writing his uh, traditional ode to uh, how great We is that we spent $1.2 for Ziggy here, uh, that uh, we're going to get WrestleMania very all likelihood here in the next? I think you already knew that, right? But well, they, what they, happened a couple they, years, they, they, years ago
0: is the Vikings put out with U.S. Bank Stadium uh, you know, launching for the first time, uh, and they put out... A video with the Lester Bagley's commenting and all the big events and Lester Bagley in that video mentioned Wrestlemania is coming as if they had already negotiated a deal Vince McMahon doesn't <laughs> like that so we think that maybe Vince McMahon oh, might have pulled it off the table or it would oh, have happened by now okay it'll happen at oh, some point though
2: but but because they already had a deal and then Lester shot his mouth off maybe put that's, it off for a couple of years that's my theory okay. yeah all right. Well, anyway, it was fun. It was great. It was, uh, it, was a, it was. a very good Final Four. Michigan State was terrible. But uh, beyond that, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, you know, good team to win. I would have liked to see Texas Tech to, to win it just, <laughs> just because I like that whole concept of this town down in the middle of nowhere where they're going to destroy the town if they win the title. It's great. I love it. But, uh, anyway, it was uh it was an interesting tournament. It's nice to have some different people there,
1: isn't it? Oh yeah. So what becomes the curtains? Do we keep the curtains? Oh, save them for the next time. Save right. them for the next time.
2: Yeah, yeah. How were the seats up there, Jed? In the football press box? Pretty good.
1: They're okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't. It wasn't great. But <laughs> you know what? I brought you know binoculars. What uh, what I brought. I brought my my football binoculars to watch. So I could figure it out. Danny Cunningham didn't have them so I don't know if he knew, but I figured it out. It was fine.
2: Hey, Rami. Rami yes, Pat? yes, Pat. The question is with this uh, blizzard coming to town. Uh-huh. Should the soccer stadium have been a dome? Probably. Should have they completed the, should have they completed that hole in the roof and made it a dome? <laughs> Pat, my stance is this. Boy, they're going to have their open they're going to try to have their opener. There's going to be 30 inches of snow that's going <laughs> to melt into the turf. They're going to rip up the turf. The guys will be running around in mud up to their ankles. They should have built a dome.
3: Boiling it down into its simplest form, my take on retractable roofs, if you have a stadium that was built in the late 20th or 21st century and it's not in San Diego or Los Angeles, it should have a retractable roof.
2: Period. End not of story. Even, even. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, soccer. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna be proven right again this weekend. I'm they're often proven right, right there. Pat. It's what <laughs> I do. They're out there running around in the mud. Goodness
1: it's raining tonight, Pat, in uh, in New York. I just saw that's a shot. Okay. It's if, raining at City Field.
2: Okay, if the kids never have to face Jacob they Degrom, yeah. <laughs> they'll be off. They they can maybe get rained out twice and then. Uh, schedule it for game 163 if either of the teams need it. Never have to face them. They'll get about two hits against him.
0: Pat, give us your best, uh, your your on baseball tease coming up here in about five or ten minutes on Score North.
2: I, you know, I'm uh, usually humble about this stuff. This is damn good. I <laughs> <laughs> then we stuff, about I think we got 20 minutes of, 22 minutes of TK and twenty minutes of Timmy, and it's uh, fantastic. TK's off the hook, great, and uh, Tim's great too. It's it's really good if you if you if you would like baseball. You, Mandy and I don't say anything; we just let them, those two guys go. It's terrific. So
0: I heard that TK I had reckon. basketball takes on this episode
2: too. Oh yeah, yeah, right. He got uh, he was so fired up about how much better he likes the hard nosed college game than the. Uh, then the uh, pro game that we had to uh, leap out one profanity. <laughs> all right, I'm, all right, yeah, it was great. It's, it's great. It's really good. If you're best, if you if you like TK and you like Timmy, it's some of their best stuff.
0: Awesome. All right, Pat, we'll talk tomorrow. See you. Goodbye. All right, we uh, wrap with Roycey, and then every every Tuesday night, well, you can hear Roycey Unchained at six o'clock uh, Monday nights, and then Tuesday nights it's Roycey on Baseball. And he has all kinds of great guests, Tom Kelly on a regular basis, Tim Kirchin Buster Olney, et etc. And all of our baseball shows in one easy-to-subscribe-to feed anywhere you find podcasts, the Scornorth Twin Show. So, speaking of having interesting people in town, like Texas Tech fans and Virginia fans, I spent a large chunk of Saturday just roaming around. FanFest was a 45-minute line that wrapped outside and down the block just to get in Inside from the convention, the convention center? center. Yeah. Okay. Unless you had a capital one card and then there was a shorter VIP line. So if you had a capital one card, you could just, they're pushing the capital one. Thing All right. Final four. Um, but inside FanFest, I witnessed a blazing wings challenge in front of hundreds of people, Buffalo Wild Wings, mm-hmm. and they have sauce that's apparently 200 times hotter than a jalapeno. Now I'm good. Thanks. Why would you? Okay. And Go ahead. this... This duo from these Texas Tech fans—it was a—it was a two-on-two matchup, and one guy ate all of the wings for one of the two teams on his own and set, apparently, from what they said, a blazing wings record. Oh, I bet four minutes and twenty seconds, and this dude did it all on his own. How many wings? I think it's 20 wings with the hottest sauce
1: that you can... Imagine. I mean,
0: I could crush 20 wings in four minutes, no problem, but... How about when your
3: head's with, about to explode? Yeah, not with
1: that sauce. Well, no. I, it wouldn't be the head exploding that would scare me. <laughs> would the other parts explode within four minutes and 20 seconds? Or uh, would, uh, do you know what that would probably do to your insides? Yes, that's uh, why yeah, I don't do it. Exactly. It's not the head. It's, I can handle the sweat on, on the brow the other stuff that would scare me speaking of what eating can do to your insides tomorrow I'll be out at Allianz (laughs) Field for the Allianz Field food
3: tour with Minnesota United me and Seth Auger We'll be out there. I've recovered from the Target Field
1: food tour. Stay tuned for... Are you going to find something from this then and make it? That's what I'm planning on for Rami's you're going to bring that in this time, right?
3: Tomorrow, Rami's Reviews from Allianz Field, and
1: then... But this time we get you to bring in what you make? Yes, shortly thereafter, okay,
3: Rami's Recipes. The whole
1: thing was defeated by you
3: not bringing that two. in for us. I mean, for you it was defeated. It was delicious for Well, me. yeah. This is not I'm about sure. you. This is about me. And I got a lot of positive feedback on it. So a lot of happy people us. with Rami's, yeah, we Rami's we don't, Recipes. It doesn't
1: matter what they say. It matters what we say. We're yeah. your friends we co workers. The content consumers are and who the producer, matters, Judd and Jonathan. And really you, I don't even party. recognize you as a producer. Play it again. Play it
3: again before we go. Okay. Let's, let's hear it I again. I can just walk out right now because the show is basically over. So. Hey, what's, what's going on here? I'll see
1: you guys later. Is it Wrigley Field. Bye. Oh, Lou's mad.
0: I hate you, Jonathan. Royce Unchained is next, live on Score North on 1500. Adrian Heath show as well. See you guys tomorrow. Or what did I say? Adrian oh, Heath's I'll, show was last night. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Whatever. I'm drunk.